Welcome to the Poe Politicking Show. Founded in 2008, Poe Politicking is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each interview, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Past guests of the Poe Politicking Show include Yo Gotti, Currency, MC Light, BG, Dead Press, Rashida, Project Pat, and more. We also showcase the future upcoming stars of hip-hop. Subscribe on iTunes and get automatic updates of each podcast episode. Popolitikin.com Yo, yo, it's your boy Alfred Banks, man. You rocking with Popolitikin Show. Sit for nothing, stand for something, keep it coming, always. I've been this way since I remember. My feelings are complex, but I try to keep it simple to the basis. So when you hear it, it won't make you all crazy. You sipping on that dime, I hope you make it home safely. In the city that's made famous by Weezy F. Baby. Comes a kid named Banks, and I won't let shit phase me. From when I step on stage and the crowd goes crazy. But when haters try to break me, they want to piggy bank me. Cause I come from the undergrounds like I run on decaf. And if you... Running the game, I'ma come and decaf your whole squad And all of the legs that you stand on I'm no killer like Cameron Well, like Kendrick, you damn wrong And I can see the future since I took my mask off A lot of stock in what I say so you cannot pass on And I'ma kill a whole game, I watch them all pass on Cause there is so many things I need to get cash for Gotta stack it Gotta pack it like a packer. The moment I go far, is the moment I go far. Is the moment I go forward. The moment I go for it. Still running the game, but I am no longer for us. But my Nike Cortez probably says otherwise. But I gotta stay fresh, and that's a word from the wise. My sneaker game crazy, just to let them all know. Just got them out the box. I put them on parole. I'm on the road. Sit for nothing. Stand for something, keep it coming, always. Yo, mastermind, thank you for this beat. You gave me another chance to master my speech. Cause there's a chance that the rapper might spit a little acid. Now ain't that a trip? You know where shrooms come from? Now ain't that some shit? I can't grasp the shit. Probably the main reason I never had this shit But I'm missing out on greatness if I let the people tell me My music's so funky if I let the people smell me My name gathering steam and I'ma let the heat propel me To the motherfucking atmosphere The neatest damn rapper here The neatest damn rapper here Propel me to the atmosphere The neatest damn rapper here Banks Underdog Central Hey MME, hey. Send St. Louis to the Nola Connect. You know what I'm talking about? Your master, thank you for this beat. Uh. Welcome back to ProfileTicking.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download to our podcast wherever you subscribe to uh, podcasts. Wherever you listen to, we are um, uh, Apple Music, Speaker Radio, iHeart Music. I'm now Paul Ticking with Alfred Banks. How you doing, bro? Doing pretty good, man. Today's a good day. How about you? I'm good, man. I want you to talk about your name. That's your real name? 
Yeah, born and raised. Uh, born and raised. That's my my government. I was born with it and raised with it. You know? All right. So I want you to talk about your background because I was reading that you're from New Orleans. So I was growing up over indeed, there. Indeed. Um, it's good love, man. I love uh, I love being from New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is a city of a lot of history. You know what I mean? And so um, it's one of those things where everywhere I go, um, I kind of have a like a reputation to uphold. Yeah, I mean, so I've been a lot of different places, but, um, you know, representing New Orleans is always a personal honor of mine. So, yeah, being from the city has been great. Um, a lot of different flavor and a lot of different, uh, you know, backgrounds. This is a, this is a no pun intended, but it's like a gumbo pot of a lot of different cultures and things like that. So, you know what I'm saying, being from New Orleans, it, you know, it's, it's, just, it's a prideful, it's a pride thing. You know what I'm saying, very pride, very proud to be from a city. Uh, like this, you know, I mean, a very important city in the culture and the in the history of black music as well as just music in general. You know what I mean? You've been there your whole life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Been there my whole life. I've been living here my whole life. Yeah. But so you weren't affected by the um, by the hurricane? The hurricane. Not really. Nah. I mean, I stayed in the hotel for a couple about a, about two months. But other than that, nah, not really. All right. So I want you to talk about your background in music. Just let us know, like, you know, what year you got started and how you got started. Uh, well, June 6, 2009 was my very first show. So I consider that the day that I jumped in and uh, became, uh, I guess, professional rapper. Um, so I've been rhyming for about nine years now. And uh, I had a homeboy, my man, Caesar, who's my producer now. But at the time, he, uh, you know, he, he also rapped. So we had a group. With two other guys, uh, and one of the guys is deceased now. My man Raphael Sky he passed away, but uh, we had a group, and we were all well, me and my man Caesar went to the same high school, and so I knew a guy who was a high school teacher who was that black high school teacher that always showed mad love. You know, what I mean, he was a super black guy uh, in the school, so he um, he he knew that we rhymed, so he said that. Uh, hold on, one second. Hold on. It's a, uh, it's a nice little, what they call it, the ambulance drove past. Um, <laughs> Here. <laughs> there, yeah, right? It's your lives. And yeah, and then with another. Um, but uh, my man, um, my, the teacher, he was super black. And so whenever I saw him, it was always love, but he knew we rapped. So he said, yo, I got this homeboy who, who puts together shows. And so I think it'd be really tight if, uh, you know, if y'all did the showcase. And the showcase was called Grassroots. And uh, so he put us in touch with my man. Thank you. I appreciate my love. Thank, thank you. Oh, so, yeah, he put us in touch with my man. And uh, long story short, we rocked the show, man. I remember very vividly because we overdressed. It was incredible. I, we put on those arena outfits, uh, glittery jackets with the loud ass shoes. And it was just a lot. You know what I mean? But, but we did it and we, we were introduced to the scene here. And ever since then, we've been doing our thing. So. And my man Caesar fell back from the rap and became more the producer. But I, uh, you know what I'm saying, kept pursuing the music thing. And it's been going really well, man. I'm very excited about what the future holds, even, you know, another night. And actually, it's funny, I'm doing this interview with you now because uh, June 6th, next week, will be my ninth year anniversary of doing music, like, professionally, you know what I mean? So to be in the game nine years, and it, it feels great, man. And, you know, I've been able to accomplish a lot, so. I can't wait to see what the next nine years has in store for me. You gotta say, why is music important <laughs> to you? I mean, if I didn't do music, I'd be dead. So like, it's just like my life 
source at this point. You know what I mean? You mean it's what? Pretty much that simple. What's hip hop to you? I mean, hip hop is life. You know what I mean? Like it's a just my natural, authentic way of expression. So I love it, and it's just, it's everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I love I love music. I just love doing this shit. So it's just really, really lit. You know what I mean? Like I really I enjoy. It. I just enjoy it. I just, I enjoy the competition of it. I enjoy the, the hustle. I enjoy the, the grind of it. It's just it's really cool. You know what I mean? And who are your influences? Um, I don't got no influences, nigga. I don't listen to nobody. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's only three rappers that like I will say influence me: um, MF Doom, Lupe Fiasco, and Charles Hamilton. Uh, those <laughs> are the only three rappers that like I listen to. Uh, and why I take inspiration from? Why are they important to you? Each one of them. Uh, Doom is just—he's so good with the words. It's just incredible. Um, you know what I'm saying? His his off kilter flow. Sometimes he's off beat, but then falls right back on beat. It's an incredible. You know, he always like every bar. I'm always trying to see what the next word is. Like not just the next punchline, but the next word. Because his selection of words is incredible. Um, Lupe Fiasco is just incredible from his wittiness as well as his his um. Dedication to always wanting to improve the black experience with his music, which is incredible, um, especially on the mainstream level that he was once at or still is, whatever, however you see it. But, you know, he was one of the coolest dressed rappers I had ever seen at the time. And his style kind of spawned a, a run of, of, of rappers that I also uh, listened to and rock with. But he was, the, for me, the godfather of like hip hop and fashion with the, like, the Japanese t shirts and like the the, the brands of clothes you couldn't pronounce and things like that and just being one fly guy um he, he influenced me and then charles hamilton is uh probably the best rap i've ever heard in my life um that dude he inspired me uh you know with his emotion the fact that he just bears everything on the table when he when he rhymes there is nothing he won't talk about he bears his soul um, and he's really, really good lyrically, and he made all his own beats. Like, I don't think I've ever heard him rap over a beat he didn't make, maybe like four or five joints. Um, but the dude's incredible, and to I, I got to meet him, and to meet him, well, I'm sorry, I, I got on the phone with him. He actually executive produced, uh, he debuted a project that I dropped or whatever, I'm sorry. Mickey, Mickey Fax executive produced a project, but, but Charles Hamilton debuted a record for me, so for Charles, for me to actually be able to tell him how much he inspired me, how much his music meant to me, really meant the world to me. You know what I'm saying? So, so those three rappers are my guys that like I rock with hella, hella tough, for sure. Yeah, it was, I, I was reading this article. They were saying, like, uh, a lot of people think, feel like Lupe inspired Kendrick Lamar. Nah, not really. I don't really see that comparison at all. Yeah. But he said I, he wants to see it. I just think, I mean, um, I don't want to um, say nothing too crazy, but I prefer Lupe over, over Kendrick any day. Um, if people say, you know, if Lupe would have blah, 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 he'd be what Kendrick is. I just, I don't want to say it wasn't in the cards for Lupe because, I mean, he's got platinum albums, gold albums, platinum singles, gold singles. He's a very successful young man, but um, he was one of those guys that was completely ahead of his time. And the thing about the, 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 the average human, the average like person doesn't know what they want until they're told what they want. So if, if like, the, the powers that be would have co-signed a Lupe fiasco, he would have been that guy but nobody ever co-signed him like really on some 
there's a lot of things maybe at his control. I don't I don't know his story. I know his story, but I'm not about to speak on it because <laughs> I'm very close to his camp and I, I know him personally, so I'm not about to like go crazy on Lou. That's my man, but I just will say that there's a lot like Charles. You know, Charles Hamilton is another guy that like if the powers that be would have really got behind him because the average fan is just a, a, a general listener. They don't really they don't really know. Like you know what I'm saying, nobody's like. Yo, I really like this stuff, and I'm gonna go go to bat for this thing that I don't know. You got to be told what you like. So a person like him was just so different. I don't really like that until somebody famous co-signed and be like, "Yo, this dude's tight." Then they'll go, "Okay." So long story short, I feel like if he had more of that behind him, he would have been whatever. But he kind of was just so off kilter. Because if you remember when Lou was hot, them franchise boys was hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was the norm, and whatever the norm is. It's what people go with because don't nobody want to really be outside the norm. You don't want to be that lame person that's a get that's going against the grain. That's whack. You want to kind of fit in. It's where it's cool at, and that type of ideology is still going on to this day. There are people that just follow things just because it's hot. They don't really like it. They just don't want to be the the one or two person, one of the only two people, or whatever that that's not going with the flow type of thing. So that's that's always been my view on it. But I, I you know not too crazy into that to that topic. Yeah, and then how would you describe your style as an artist? I mean, uh, I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> pretty, I mean, but good. I mean, what's your how would you describe your lane? Or do you have? I'm just lane? I'm just I'm just pretty I'm just pretty good. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm just like really really good at what I do. So I always tell people, you know, if you get an opportunity, just go to underdogcentral.com and just kind of check it out. Listen, listen for yourself. You know. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not really one to say, I ain't got no box or nothing like that. <laughs> sure, you know, it's 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 a mental, um, uh, it's a mental not handicap. It's a mental. It's something that your brain does to to familiarize with something that you're not familiar with. You put it in a box to make it more familiar, so you can feel more comfortable jumping into it. So I always just say, nah, jump out that box a little bit and just kind of jump into some new stuff that you've never heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got. You kind of go on my next question. I always ask the guests, like, so any new list, any new person listening to you right now, like, why should they follow you and check out your music and everything? I mean, for me personally, you know, one, if you like good music, if you like, you know, somebody bearing their soul, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, uh, my last album, The Beautiful, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about mental health. My oldest brother, you know what I'm saying? He suffered from schizophrenia and he committed suicide because of it. And so I, I wrote a concept record. You know what I'm saying? The day of his funeral, I had to actually leave early because I had a show that night. You know what I mean? So I wrote an album about the car ride from the funeral to the show that night. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of burying my soul on that record. Um, giving you bars. I give you emotion. I give you some, some things to leave with. I also give you some jams. You know what I'm saying? Like, So if you just kind of like a nice variety of... I'm not saying I got something for everybody because I don't, but I do have like your music with a, a wide range of, of, of substance that you should probably rock with that. You know what I'm saying? If you like that idea of being able to get something from your music, be able to jam to your music, hit some bars, hear this and that, I would say, you know what I'm saying? Because the album, The Beautiful, is my most successful album to date. We charted on Billboard with that. We charted on iTunes, uh, number 12, with that overall album. So, you know what I'm saying? We had to make some noise with that record. So, if you like that type of idea, go to underdogcentral.com and you can check that stuff out for sure. Yeah, and then speaking of mental health, you heard that Kanye album? Nah, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, well, 
I don't know. It was, it was one part of the song. He was he was saying he like it's called I'm bipolar, but I'm great. But one part he was saying like, oh, I'm not, I'm not bi bi bipolar is not a disability. It's a superpower. And I was like, yeah, that, that's it's funny he say that, but I was like, don't you can't shine. You know, you can't like try to avoid mental health issues if you got them. You need to address them. That's what I was saying. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, the, yeah, especially the black people, they yeah. try to act like they don't got nothing wrong with them and stuff. I mean, all it takes is like somebody. It ridiculously, if Drake was to say, I have a mental health issue, mental health has become popular to talk about. That's all it really is. The, the older I get, the, the further in this music thing I go, the more I see that media and all out in all aspects is all about following. It's all about finding the one person that's extremely influential, getting them to say it so people want to do it. That's all. <clears throat> and Kanye isn't really uh, the person anymore. Like he's He's influential, but for all the wrong reasons. So, and I think for him to kind of like not he's not disregarding it. He's just trying to not normalize. He's just his whole vibe, I guess, nowadays. I don't really pay attention to Kanye like I used to, but I will say it feels like his whole vibe is taking things that people consider handicaps and taking them and, and consider them bad things and kind of turn them into your strengths. And yeah. in a sense, that is a good way to kind of go about it. But you know, it's never there's never any actual like uh, like real explanation for what he's saying. It's always just nah, it's how I feel. The end type thing. You know? <laughs> so now nah, I'm not really into. Um, it isn't really because of the whole like Trump. I don't really care. I just I listen to like the four or five rappers when I listen to hip hop because I don't really listen to a lot of hip hop like I used to. You know, I listen to hip hop. I'll say the people that I listen to, I listen to a lot, but I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. You know, what I'm I listen to a lot of rap like I used to. So, but. I'm not really into um, Kanye at this point. Um, his music, you know, I wish, I hope the album does well, but I'm not really, really into that. But I, you know, I hope people that do like it enjoy it, and I hope they, you know, saying vibe with it. But I'm not really into it at this point. So, no. and then you talked about the beautiful. So I wanted you to talk about um, any current projects you got going on. Yeah, say you want to talk about the beautiful. Any? Uh, you already talked about it a little bit, but you got any other current projects? Um, so yeah, the beautiful is my baby right now. That's what we still we're still pushing that joint. But late August I have a new project coming out. It's called the Mere Exposure Effect. Um M E R E Exposure Effect, the Mere Exposure Effect. Um and that's the idea that people like Popolitikin.com. Um, my interest outside of music, um, I play a lot of basketball. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um uh, I mean, granted it's because of music, but I travel a lot. You know what I mean? I like when when I'm not doing the shows, I like to kind of just kind of see the city type of vibe. See, you know, if it's a new city I've never been to. Um, I like, you know what I'm saying, eating. I, lo I love because I'm from New Orleans and we have the best student food in the world. You know what I'm saying? So I love going to these different, like Memphis. Memphis is one of my favorite places to go to and go eat. Uh, barbecue there is incredible. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's one of my favorite places to go to. So that's really cool. Um, that's really tight. Um, you know what I mean? Um, shoot, uh, eating, playing basketball, buying sneakers. That's pretty much all I do at this point. Um, shouts to all the brands that rock with me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Sneaker Project, City Gear, all these different people. Um, they bless me with a lot of gear and things like that. But when, you know, when I'm not being gifted things, if I find something I truly like, I cop. So I'm, I buy sneakers, I play basketball, and I eat food. That's kind of like my thing. <laughs> and I travel a bit, you know what I mean? All right. What things do you do far as a personal development? And like music? No, just in life in general. Oh, um, 
Well, I haven't like publicly talked about it too much, but I guess I will here. I, I go to therapy. Um, I don't have mental health issues as serious as my brother did, but I do have issues. And I feel like just being black, we have issues by default. Um, yeah. We need to kind of come. We got PTSD and shit. Know what they say? It just, just, just cause you know. What I mean, I think um, the idea of therapy should be normalized. You know, what I'm saying I think people should be able to uh, just go to therapy and not feel any feel weird about it. You know, what I mean, so yeah, I go to therapy, man. Um, therapy has really changed my life because um, I'm I'm a manic depressive. You know, what I'm saying so. Like I, I go through moments, bouts of just depression and not really wanting to do anything and things like that. So therapy has kind of helped me get some things off my chest and bounce some great ideas off of my therapist. And it's helping me kind of, you know, just become a better person, learning how to find my triggers. What are the things that kind of brings me to that dark place? Figuring out how to deal with them head on, not not avoiding it, figuring out, you know, saying what, what's the best way to go about dealing with those things so I can have a healthier version of life, a healthier, um, a healthier uh, experience of life. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's kind of been the main thing and kind of hanging out with my family um, growing up. You know, we never really, you know, my mom, my brothers, a couple cousins, but for the most part, my family has never really been a tight-knit type of thing. So I've been going out of my way to try to, like, reach out to my family individually, have relationships with them all individually, even if they don't want to rock together. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of been my thing for the past, uh, um, past like, couple, at least a year and a half, for sure. What's up? And then, uh, where do you see your career five years from now? Be rich. Man, cars. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be um, pretty much just what I'm doing now: getting money, traveling the world, and spreading the word about my music. Eating, um, eating food. Probably <laughs> Dude, double the amount of <laughs> double the amount of sneakers I already have. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I never really. It's funny because I'm 27 now, man, and like when I was when I was 18, 19, I always thought when I was about when I was gonna be there. At this point, you know, I'd be not filthy rich because I, I do hip hop and hip hop isn't really the most like you know. But um, for me, it was like yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna have this and blah blah blah. But now that I'm doing it, and I realize how much of a hustle and a grind this is. You know, gonna be making uh, six figures. You know, what I'm saying touring the world, bringing out, I'm saying eight hundred to a thousand people everywhere I go. You know, what I'm saying um, you know, regular stuff, man. Just what you're supposed to be doing when you make music. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of why I see myself, I guess, 32 years old. I'm going to be making six figures um, doing this music thing. And also, having more of a stance in the mental health field. Um, I'm not a mental health rapper or anything like that, but obviously it affected my family, so it means the world to me. So I kind of want to raise more awareness in whatever ways I can. Um, speaking at more play, because I do a lot of speaking as it pertains to mental health. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Speaking at different places, introducing the idea of mental health as like a normal topic that we talk about every single day at the at the dinner table with our families and things like that. Like those are the things that, that get my gears going. So that's kind of what I'll be hopefully doing in the next five years. Man. Yeah, I said that's cool that you brought that up, man. I think that's a very serious subject. Like I said, a lot, especially with like black people, like we try to ignore that stuff. Like you can't see it, then ain't nothing wrong with them. But of course, a lot of people man, but, uh, got stuff in your head going on that you don't know about. Yeah, man, family uh family tells you just pray it away. And if it was like a if it was a sprained ankle, then yeah. You know what I mean? But not not something as permanent as mental health. Like mental health, whether good or bad, we all have mental health. And if we have mental health issues, then we need to deal with those things head on and we need to 
I'm saying? Don't don't use like some people use you know what I'm saying drugs as a way to kind of escape it. You know, that's that's really popular right now. Let's just drink it away. Let's let's do as many drugs as we can to, to kind of get out of it and get away from it, you know, and that doesn't really help anything. But the culture that we live in, especially in hip hop, it's not really about solving anything. If there's any message in the music about solving it, you gotta dig deep to find it. So it's more, you know, about, you know, temporary Hope. pleasure to kind of get away from it. You know what I'm saying? Temporary uh, solutions type things, you know? So I feel like, yeah, man, hip-hop, we really need, and black people in general, man, we need to we need to come up on it a little bit better, man. We need to talk about it a little bit more. We need to be more open, man, and not, not have it be such a taboo topic. So, you know what I mean? And obviously, I'm going to move forward in my career, going to do music that doesn't necessarily speak on it directly, but I'm always having in the back of my mind things that I want to do, and I'm doing it, um, uh, in a couple of weeks, I have a show here in New Orleans. I'm doing it. I'm performing at a uh, mental health uh, convention. You know what I mean? Where I'm, I'm. It's the only hip um, on the bill. Um, so we're gonna be performing and kind of raising money for mental health. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like my my goal. And then, what was the best piece of business advice you received so far? That one more time, man. The best piece of business advice you received so far came from my mama. She told me, um, no matter where you go, act like you've been there before. Yeah, I like that. Um, so when I did my Volkswagen commercial, uh, they flew me out to Spain, and so that was the first time I ever uh, went out of the country. And so for me to to be in another country, we, we actually filmed in a, uh, a Volkswagen factory. And so, uh, and the, the, it was in Pamplona, Spain, so the city's really small. So once the word kind of got around that it was an American rapper and his quote-unquote band um, performed, uh, like, filming a commercial in the factory, word kind of got around and people were, like, crowding around the factory and being inside the factory and trying to sneak in and see who was it. Who was it. People were treating us with such respect. It was the most love I've ever gotten and the best I've ever been treated up until that point, you know what I'm saying, doing this music. But, my, but I, I always kept in mind what my mama said. She's like, you know, wherever you go, no matter what you do, you've been there, act like you've been there before. So it kind of rang, rang in my head that I don't, don't overreact, don't be, yo, thank y'all so much, sir. this is great. Yeah, you know I mean, just, just take it with, a, you know, this is supposed to happen. Don't be surprised and acting crazy about things that are supposed to happen when you do your job well. Mm. Don't, don't jump around and cry and do cartwheels when you get a raise, but you've been doing your job well for five years. Like, you're supposed to get a raise at some point, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's just, that's kind of, like, success is just a byproduct of hard work, and I work hard, so I'm supposed to be successful, you know what I mean? So, I don't really, so I kind of keep my mama say, my mama say, I keep it in my head, so whenever cool things happen, I'm losing my, my mind, you know what I mean? Right. What would you like to uh, say to your fans? I mean... And, and what 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 way like just generally speaking? Yeah, or, generally like for supporting you all these years and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, thank uh, shouts to my fans for like my supporters for you know I've had people drive from from Chicago, Illinois to see me perform in New Orleans. That's like a thirteen hour drive. You know, so I've had people. I got a lady driving from Fort Worth, Texas, to see me perform. That's like seven hours. So thank thank my fans for just being so dedicated and so like intent on the world hearing about me you know what i'm saying because my people who go hard they go really hard and you really you know they buy every piece of merch i drop come to the shows they buy me out of merch they they cop the cd twice didn't stream it on spotify apple music so 
shouts to my supporters and, and all those guys so much for you know spreading the word about me and and you know falling in love with what I do and and keeping me going not just from a financial uh, standpoint but just more from a from an emotional standpoint because I go through issues too and there are days and I just don't want to do it no more and then I look up and see how many people rock with me you know what I mean um it, it makes it makes the day go by just that much easier it makes it that much sweeter so shouts to them for just being great fans and showing underdog central so much love and keeping underdog central alive you know what I mean All right, I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me you did I appreciate the opportunity bro you know that you want to tell me your social media how to contact you Sure. Um, so if you go on Instagram, search Underdog Central. Uh, if you go on Twitter, you can search Underdog Central. Um, the website is underdogcentral.com. And just so people know, Underdog Central is the place where the overlooked go to hone their skills to return and become the admired. So it's kind of like a life mantra that I live by, and I kind of spread that energy throughout the world. All my underdogs, people who had to fight real hard for what they do, but they still overcame and became the best at what they do type of thing. You know what I mean? That, that's for you. This is you know, says what I do it for. So search underdog central on all social media or just look up alfred banks and google or something like that and you know say everything will pop up but underdogcentral.com is the website that's where you can get everything alfred banks Ooh, i try to show that i'm the greatest alive they didn't know it so I swallowed my pride and went and told him They saw the look in my eyes that I was focused And that's the reason why I know where I'm going uh, My people excited, we looking at the future We ain't nearsighted, underdog central You need to recite it, and if you can't then call it mad Cause we gon' have a problem I'm from the city of New Orleans, you know where to find me Uptown to be exact, I got my fan behind me Outsiders hang around cause my future is shiny But if you ever fall off, that's when they all haul off So I'm working hard and I tread lightly Cause these my favorite Nikes and they was kinda pricey That's why these people like me, Hey, I'm always in go mode Got that S on my chest like the Sky logo Pull up, pull up, hey, pull up, pull up, hey, pull up Cause I'm out mm. I fall through the cops with shoes But first I gotta try them They say you like them, you can take them And don't you dare buy them And I'm like, woo, uh, what, I'ma turn that down My music, they turn up They never turn that down They yelling out my name Oh yeah, they rep that proud They come to my shows deep They know I put it down And this is true I'm a savage, yeah, power circle, I'm on another tangent They wonder how I do it while singing the same guy They trying to figure out my wave and I'm just saying hi A lot of people talk about the way I do what I do I see the envy so they love to see what you going through But I ain't hearing what you say if you ain't match my mood And if you think you do it better, I got two words for you Pull up, pull up, hey, pull up, pull up, pull up 
pull up, ay, pull up, ay, pull up. The Poe Politikin Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash POAudio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.